One, this podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the Viewers Anonymous podcast. I messed it up, but I am Scoots Brown. <laughs> and I am S. Foster. That's right, and this is the Views Anonymous podcast where you uh, we give you our very own reviews and takes of TV and movies straight out of Hollywood. What's going on, bro? Oh, man, let me tell you, it's been just a thick yellow cloud of pollen down here, man, and it's <laughs> <laughs> it has affected me, man, in ways I don't like. So, uh, I hear that. so if my Boys don't sound like it normally does, man. Pollen, man, it's it's beating me up, man. I even got a headache. Like it's just, man, this Mm -hmm. shit is a is a. It's that's what should be called an epidemic, man, or or whatever. Like this shit is nuts. But uh, but I'm good though, man. How you feeling? Everything good with you? Man, I can't complain, man. Uh, I just been wore out, tired as hell, mentally exhausted. You know what I'm saying? Just normal, average day in the life, man. Shit, that's understandable. Yeah, buddy. But uh, yeah. man, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we got a um super interesting episode for you guys today. Um, this is a movie that was directed by Wes Craven. Um, it's about some crazy folks uh <laughs> doing some crazy stuff. Um, and it's it's also uh. A movie about why, you know what I'm saying? You should be cautious if you work at um as a social worker or anything like that as to why you can put kids in certain houses, you know what I'm saying, for adoption and stuff like that, man. But um today we're doing people under the stairs. So um you said you've never seen this, right? This is true. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> what was your thought? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, 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 listen. Okay, so first of all, um, if people didn't hear the last episode, this was, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that this was our first like fan suggestion, and uh, mm-hmm. so shout out to Jazz for giving us this suggestion. And so that's first thing. Okay, so let's get to this. Yo, I mean, look, shout out to Wes Craven. But I don't know what the fuck is going on here, yo. This plot in this storyline, it's like so fucking all over the place, dude. Like, it yeah. is like you, I literally could not follow like what's going on. It's like, okay, let me come up with a synopsis, right? So it's like these people staying in these like beat down fucking apartments and mm-hmm. they late, you know, paying the landlord or whatever. But like people hear stories about the landlord and it's like so then you got this plot line of these people trying not to get kicked out, kicked out of the apartment because this one guy knows about this gold that he has <laughs> like yeah like Leroy said they got this gold like buried in the house or whatever whatnot and then you get mm-hmm. to the house and it's like so then you got these two weirdo fucking people who are the landlords but also you know, adopting kids, and then there's this missing girl, and then you got a guy running through the wall, 
And then you got people fly downstairs. It's like, yo, it's like, what the fuck is going, going on, on here? Bro. These people got a magical <laughs> house. We got them. You can open up the walls and guns come out them bitches and you flipping mm-hmm. switches and locking doors. And I'm like, yo, like, what is going on here? I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is a wild ass movie. It it was just a fact of it's all over the place. Like that's what threw me off because it's like yo, like I can't even. It's like to me, there's not a perpendicular like storyline. It's like the mm-hmm. shit like jumps, and it's like so you're hearing people talking about these like the landlord or whatever, but then at the same time. When we get to them, they got this whole other shit that's going on. But then, all then also they're talking about gentrification, but they're just saying it in a different type of way. Like they're doing it in the fact of like, they're if I'm not mistaken, I don't think that they are like tearing down these buildings that they're evicting the people out of. It's just like the buildings are just going to shit, and the people are living in bad conditions. Mm-hmm. So it was like there wasn't like doing it to the kick the people out so they could tear it down and then, you know what I'm saying, build something, you know what I'm saying, extravagant or something. It was just like they just wanted the shit to get worse. Right. And then, like, you know what I'm saying, I heard the little slick niggas in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> how, how, how they threw them, they threw them in there, but they threw them in there, like, you know what I'm saying, low light. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't make a big deal out of it. And I was just right. like, okay. So, dude, it I'm I'm still lost now. Like I don't even know what this movie is even about. To be honest with you, like, cause it's, it was just all over the place for me. Yeah. So, um, so basically, this movie is pretty much just about you know what I'm saying like a uh, a dude in the ghetto, and you know what I'm saying, and really not even the ghetto, just in like. A rundown, you know what I'm saying, neighborhood. And, you know what I'm saying, the landlords are assholes and they slumlords for real, for real. And he basically stumbles upon this house that supposedly, like you said, you know what I'm saying, got gold in it. And, you know what I'm saying, him and his boy go in there, they go in there to look for some gold. Um, only to basically find out that it's a goddamn circus in this motherfucking house. <laughs> kind of shit going on in this house. And, um, you know what I'm saying, they basically go through the house to try to find it. They end up in the basement. In the basement, they see all of these, like, weird-looking kids, you know what I'm saying, pretty much just trapped down in this little, like, cage or whatever that's under the stairs of the, uh, of the basement. And um, one, of the, one of the kids he makes friends with, but somehow, you know what I'm saying, the, the landlords, which is a husband and wife, ends up finding out that they there. His friend ends up getting killed. He ends up escaping. And, you know what I'm saying, he basically decides to go back because it's this little girl there. And, you know what I'm saying, after he finds out that she may be missing, he decided to go back and save her. In the midst of going back and saving her, uh, they, uh, well, yeah, he basically... Uh, helps the little girl defend herself, and then it's this one super weird looking kid that ends up the one that's running through the walls that ends up helping them, 
he ends up dying. The little boy and the little girl end up making it, and they burn the house down. Um, so when I first saw this, right, like, I was a kid. And when I tell you that was some of the freakiest shit I've seen in life, and I don't mean freaky like sexy freaky, I mean freaky like <laughs> like, but that shit creeped me. I hated this movie for a long time, bro. Like my cousin made me watch this shit. We went to Blockbuster, and um, he he rented this shit, and he was older, so like he was able to go, you know what I'm saying? Like, like rent all those kind of movies and shit. Um, and so. Like watching this, this is one of those scary movies where it's not a scary movie per se, but this shit will it will hunt you after you get done watching it as a kid. You will definitely <laughs> look at this movie and be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this one, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This one is a little weird to me. But um, okay, so so what did you what did you think? Because this is where I'm interested. What did you think of the landlord in this movie? Okay, the landlords. This is like surprise after. It's like you got three doors, right? And it's mm-hmm. like you open the door, and there's a different surprise behind every door. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that's what kept happening, like with this movie. It's just like so. The landlord dude is, you know, he he. First of all, he's shooting up the house. Yeah, you know, shooting at the walls because it, you know roaches running through the walls and all this type of shit. Then he turned mm-hmm. back around. The walls ain't got no holes in them. Right. It's like, <laughs> like the house kept like <laughs> repairing itself somehow. <laughs> this motherfucker just walking around <laughs> with a shotgun, just shooting up shit, and then like the house is fine. But like that's number one. But then like the surprise that like, this motherfucker put on, uh, what do you call those suits? The people that like got them. Uh, what you call that shit? Like when people doing like the sex slave shit, some motherfucker threw on a whole black leather suit. Yo, I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, what? Like, where did this come from in the storyline? It's like, (laughs) so I'm I'm watching this and I'm like, I think that they just said, yo, what is the weirdest shit we can come up with? Like, I want to put. I want to put a whole bunch of weird shit just in one movie that makes absolutely no sense. Now, in some cases, in most cases, that can be cool because you really can throw a lot of people off because it could be something that people never really seen before. So that's the one cool part about it. But it's just for me seeing it as an adult. And that's one thing like what I try to do when I watch older movies that I've never seen before. I try to put myself in that mindset. Right mm-hmm. now, granted, I can't really put myself in a child mindset but just more of like okay this is what things were like in 1991 you know what I'm saying so I tried to put myself in that shoes but it was just the landlord for me like he was just such a weird dude and the lady the lady was even weirder it she's really the one like the whole shit of like when so when they show when they show the woman come into the room and the girl is sitting there, right? And you see the hand go back into the wall. And so the lady takes the plate and she's like, okay. She's like, did you lick the plate? And she's <laughs> like, no, mother, I didn't, I didn't lick the plate. And so then she goes to walk out and then she's like, there was a fork. 
I gave you a fork. Where's the fork? And so the girl is like going around looking for the fork and shit. And then you see the hand come back out and give her the fork. And then the lady just kept looking. I'm like, yo, hold on. I'm saying like, yo, what these people got me watching, yo? Like, I'm like, what they got me watching? Because then, dude, it was just, it was, it was just so. There was, they were so weird to me, and and like, I've never seen these people before. I think mm-hmm. that they did a good job. I think the actors did a good job playing these people, but it was just Definitely. the fact that just how how weird they were, and it just really. It really threw me off, but there's something that I gotta say. I've been holding this right, so we got we gotta talk about food real quick. You know what I'm saying? Played by uh, Brandon Quinton Adams. Now I know a lot of people know him from obviously the obvious movie. To me, in my eyes, is the Sandlot. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and also he played in the Mighty Ducks joints. But when I saw this kid, you may get it. But those aren't the first movies I thought about when I saw it. Because I didn't know who was in this movie. I just, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. got it and started watching it. So I, I didn't look at it, anything. But when I saw that dude, I was like, yo, that's my dude from the Smooth Criminal video. Man. <laughs> that's, the, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, yo, that's the little kid from Smooth Criminal. You know what I'm saying? He was imitating Mike. You know what I'm saying? Outside. I was like, yo, that's the little dude. But, um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, like once I realized like who he was, I was like, damn, like this dude, like he was one of those dudes that was uh, you know what I'm saying, a child actor that it seems it's this the thing about some child actors, I, I don't know if like they kind of grow out of it, but it seems like the people who had like a not, like don't get me wrong, there's some who still out here doing it, you know, um Macaulay Coakley, he's came back. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's a child actor. You know what I mean? Like, there's some people who keep it pushing, but it's like, but even a guy like, um, oh, man, Brandon something, I think it's, oh, I forget what his last name is, but my dude that played in Soul Food, the little kid in Soul Food. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, he was on a run, man. He was, like, in everything. He was in that. He was in Menace Society. He was in Tales, uh, Tales from the Hood. Tales like he was hood, in a yeah. whole, yeah, he was in a whole bunch of shit. And it's like this kid, you know, he was, uh, he was in the Michael Jackson video. You know, he did this movie. He did Mighty Ducks. He did The Sandlot. And it's like, it's like I don't know if like if his prime years was just there. I don't really know what happened afterwards. But it was just mm-hmm. funny to uh to see him in this movie. But um, but as far as the landlords though, man, the landlords they was just super creepy, man, super creepy. What what was your thoughts about the landlords? Um, man, the landlords were so like to me, I feel like they were perfect for this movie because like without them, it doesn't have that creepy factor to it. Because like Roach running through the walls is cool or whatever, but like when you see how he's like deformed and everything. For it being a horror movie, you expected, you know what I'm saying, something like that in the horror movie. What you don't expect is, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the married couple being as weird and awkward as they were. And because of that, I think that it added, like, that flair to it, right? Like, it made you, like, oh, man, like, something ain't right about none of this shit. Like, you can tell, like, these motherfuckers 100% weirdos. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the way, like, that they were 
treating the girl. Mm-hmm. Like, it was this weird sense of, like, it wasn't like a loving relationship. It was like a controlled thing. Like, you knew something was up. Like, you was like, in, in your head, you like, man, this can't be their daughter the way. Like, they got her locked up in the room. She can't go nowhere. She can't do nothing. She ain't got no friends. She can't go outside. And then it's like, when they killed the little boy, I was like, oh, yeah. This is this is something totally different. But like, um, I think I think they did a hell of a job at these roles though, because like like I said, you're talking about the, your worst fear. My worst fear would have been like coming to this house and meeting them. I think they brought the <laughs> they really brought the scary into this movie. Like they made you wanna you know, so like they, they brought that, that fear factor in for sure. Um they both was ugly as shit, you know what I'm saying? So that helped out a lot. I don't know if that was makeup or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? That the look of it all helped out a lot. I mean the from the look to the, the acting, you know what I'm saying, to the way that like the, the way the mother was talking to her and shit, like that was weird as fuck. Cause, like who talks to their child that way? And who has their kid call a mother? You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that, like that make you it's like it was like a weird cult feel, like you know what I'm saying. Like it, it was just everything about it, like everything about the, the relationship between them and the and the girl was just so off. You kind of, you know what I'm saying, like was skeptical about everything as soon as they came into the movie. And then not only that, like like you said, like they he's shooting the wall, and then like you turn around and ain't no holes in the wall. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> Like it, it just everything about them was so fucked up, but I think it just added to the mystique of this scary movie. Now, I I just want to something just popped in my head, right? So, mm-hmm. when you look at the timetable, um, you know when you look at you know eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, and shit, right? Because the movie came out mm-hmm. in ninety one, West Craven, so. In the mix of this, there's a lot of Freddy shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, he got he got he got his hit, you know, cause um because at the time he had let me see the uh Freddy um Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare came out in 91, the same year People Under the Stairs came out. And so mm-hmm. he was doing like a whole bunch of TV series and shit, like Freddy's Nightmares had 44 episodes. Um he had the only other shit that he had came out like around that time was um, Shocker, which came out in 89. Mm-hmm. And then you had people on The People Next Door, which was a TV series. It was 10 episodes of that. So then you have people, you got uh, the people under the stairs and shit. And it's just like, but then even after that, like there's just a, still a whole bunch of Nightmare on Elm Street shit going on. Right. And I don't know if this was a movie where he was just well, Wes was like, yo, like I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I'm so caught up in this Freddy franchise shit to where I'm getting TV series built off of this. I got video games b- being built off this. Yeah. I, I just got like er- like everything is built around Freddy. Like his whole reputation is Freddy at this point. And mm-hmm. so it's like we're having people under the stairs. I don't know if it was something to where it was now. This is the thing about Wes Craven, and I don't know if a lot of people. I mean, he said it in interviews before, and he also, if you if y'all seen the new Nightmare, um, which is one of my favorite ones, 
is like he has a reputation of he's a person who he would keep a notepad by his bed because you know he would dream about shit and he would write it all down and like that's where he got like a lot of his movie ideas and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like yo, I wish he was still alive because you know we need to talk with like was this Absolutely. a dream? Because yo, yeah. <laughs> this is a sick dream, yo. But this, this is the this is the interesting thing about this movie in particular, right? So, like, if you can, real quick, look up when Children of the Corn came out. Oh man, that's my joint. Yeah. So, Children like, so this is this is like right off of the height of the horror movie franchise, like the horror movie like golden years right because like to me the the 80s was like the perfect time for horror movies okay so the first the first first children of the corn came out in 1984 right so that's already you know what i'm saying in that weird lane right and then if you think about like children of the corn it ain't too many movies that's kind of like that like we had like pet cemetery we had Children of the Corn. Um, maybe like The Hills Have Eyes or something like that. But it ain't too many movies in that lane to where it's like it's scary, but it's like weird scary. And yeah. even after, like even after Wes Craven had did something like this, and even after those movies, we didn't have another one until like shit. Um, Rob Zombie start. Or we didn't have another original one until Rob Zombie started coming into the mix and started doing like House of a Thousand Corpses and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And like even if you think of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's kind of in this lane, but it's also kind of in that classic horror movie lane with the slasher film. Because you know what I'm saying, you got the the Leatherface character with yeah, um, with other versions of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You can actually do that movie without Leatherface, to be honest, because of the family, and it would be in this lane. And that's kind of how I view this movie, because I felt like he wanted to get out of, in a weird way, maybe like he wanted to get out of that Freddy Krueger shadow, because like like you mm-hmm. said, Freddy Krueger was like huge. Everything was Freddy Krueger. They had a Freddy Krueger hotline. Uh, Will Smith did the Nightmare on My Street song. Like, it was a bunch of different stuff going on with Freddy Krueger so much so, like, he became more so, I think he became almost bigger than Jason and Michael Myers and all of them. I think Jason kind of had that, and then he lost it and then got it back. But, like, it was a time where Freddy Krueger was the slasher. And so him branching off and doing people under the stairs is a little different because now, like, there is no... Like this one, this is a movie where it's not one killer, right? And it's really not even yeah. a killer. It's really just a creepy ass movie at the end of the day. Like when you really watch it, like it ain't too many deaths in the movie. So I think that him doing something like this, it kind of, especially how creative it was too. Because if you really go back and watch it for like what it is, it's a super creative movie because it's not a bunch of, you know, so like I said, like it, it, it's not a slasher film. Um, mm-hmm. It's a horror film still, but it's it's really not a lot of killing in the movie. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those movies to where 
it's realistic enough for you to know it could possibly happen, but at the same time, it's still cinematic enough for you to know, like, all right, this is a little too off kilt. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is something off about this. So, like, I think he he had a perfect mix of this, and then like when you look at stuff like Children of the Corn, you don't like to me like that's a scary movie, but that's not like super scary because when the fuck are you gonna find yourself in the, around some cornfields? You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't something that everybody can relate to. But this one, I think everybody could relate to because we all know, like we all grew up and it was that one house that had like either an old lady or like an old couple in it where we was like, yeah, don't go to that house. That's Mr. Such and Such's house or that's Mr. Such and Such's house. You know what I'm saying? It was always a myth or a legend behind it. And so like when he put this on film, I think that everybody was able to get that fear and, and understand why this is a horror movie because we all heard those you know what I'm saying, those scary stories about that one house in the neighborhood or that one house on the block or street or, you know what I'm saying, wherever you grew up at. And we've all had that where it was like an old man that was either, you know what I'm saying, living in the house and the house was dilapidated and the yard wasn't cut and stuff like that. And it was like a rundown house, but he was always telling you to get off his grass or stuff like that or get away from his fence. You know what I'm saying, like stuff like that. So when you see this on film and you see that, you know what I'm saying? It's this old-ass couple who basically kidnapping these kids and they talking about they adopting them. It's like, oh, shit. Like, this is some shit that could really happen. And I think people kind of gravitated towards that. Because I don't think this was like a... I don't remember this being like a super huge movie, but I still remember people watching this movie and was like, yo, this shit is scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think situationally, it's scary. Yeah. I think that, yeah, if, if you found yourself in that situation, it would be scary because just of all of the creepy shit that's going on, I mean, you got this weird dude in this leather suit, you know what I'm saying, covered from head to toe with a shotgun, just mm-hmm. shooting at everything. It's like, right. yeah, like, that's kind of crazy. And then, like, your reason is going in there because, like, the reason him and uh, Leroy and the other guy even went in there in the first place is because his mother... Yes, his mother was sick. She had cancer, couldn't afford uh, any treatments, and they was getting evicted. And mm-hmm. so Leroy was like, yo, I heard a story that he got all of this you know, gold in there. We need to go in there and get this gold. So it's like, yo, when your back is against the wall, you're going to do shit that you know what I'm saying, you don't normally do. So I understand Absolutely. why they went into the house in the first place. But just to, I don't think anyone expected for it to go down the way that it went down. Then you had this crazy-ass dog, and yo, it was so funny. Was one of the scenes, like if you look, like mm-hmm. when Vin Rames, like when they cut and they tried to cut real quick, and you can see this another dude, like you can see is the body double. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so funny to see the body doubles in there, but um, so just seeing like the body double and shit like that, but like it's i think in that situation like yes like it's scary and then like when the girl alice was like yo like nobody gets out of here she was just like yo mm-hmm. anybody who ever came in here they never got out and so right. once food figured out how to get out and then you know he ended up coming back you know to save the girl or whatever whatnot but but yeah like i i see what you're saying like situationally it it is a scary movie but but like Mm-hmm. For me, seeing it for the first time as an adult, mm-hmm. 
Like that shit is wild. But then another thing that's dope about watching old movies is that the girl that was his sister, yo, do you know who that is? Uh-uh. Yo, she's the girl from House Party, yo. She was the girl that was like, yo, like step off. Like she she was the one that had like the one shirt off. She was at the party and like she was kind of like uh she was pissed off uh when uh when when crew was it? No, Groove was the drunk one. What was the other one name? Damn, I forget what the other dude name was. They had the black hair kept bumping into the DJ table. Oh, um, remember because he was trying to holler at her. It's not like, like um, smooth. Was it smooth? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was smooth. Yeah, smooth, smooth tried to holler at her a couple of times, and she was like, "Yo, step off." And it was so funny yeah. seeing her because that, that was the only other thing I ever seen her in. Was well, fucking house party, well the original house party people because you know now you gotta, you know what I'm saying, you mm-hmm. gotta throw that out there now, but um, but like she was his sister or whatnot, but but yeah like, I think honestly it's more you know what you brought up a great point when you brought up Rob Zombie you said a house of a thousand corpses, mm-hmm. that movie to me it's not scary, situationally right. yes, but it's more. It's more creepy, and also being in that situation is what makes it scary. But I think that that's what this movie ended up being. But like for me, just what I just can't stop seeing is just just like all of the different storylines that came into it. And then like once like the people from the neighborhood they started rallying together, and it it was just it was and then like the police showed up. And is these motherfuckers got, you know what I'm saying, the stairs where the bitches go, you know what I'm saying? They just go flat. They make your ass mm-hmm. slide back down there. And then you got this weird ass dog that they feeding the whole hand to. It's just like, yo, wow. it's like what yeah, it's like what is going on? It's like Wes came up with all of the most outrageous shit that he could come up with. And I think that what he was trying to do was really be creative in his own way because Freddie took up so much of his 80s and 90s mm-hmm. to where I think that all of the other movies that was coming out around this time you know when it came to the Pet cemeteries, when it came to the Child Play movies um, you know the Friday the 13th and um, Halloween movies and all this type shit I think that and you brought up a good point, Children of the Corn, which was just super weird. Just and then for them to even take the route of adding religion to it, you know what I'm saying? As yeah. far as a movie like uh, Children of the Corn, because a lot of people didn't really play with a lot of that shit like that, especially back in the early '80s and shit. So, exactly. I mean, the only other thing was The Exorcist, which came out in '73, but like. Mm-hmm. But really, other than that, it, it I don't really remember any other franchises or any other movies that really kind of touched the whole, you know, religion thing. And like going back and even watching Children of the Corn, which is being like a movie that came out in '84, it's just like, yeah, like a lot of this shit is super weird. You know, these kids take over this town, and one minute your car's good, you turn around, the car got corn growing out of it. It's just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, dude, <laughs> yo, it was super, yo, it was super weird, man. And like, that's what this movie was to me. Like, it was just, it was, it was a really, really weird movie. And I just really wanted to know, like, the headspace that Wes Craven was in. And I don't know if that he just came up with something so outrageous the way he's like, yo, like, I'm going to get them with this one because this ain't got shit to do with Freddy. You know what I'm saying? This is a totally different lane. And, but like you said, I, I've never even heard of this movie before. Right. Like, at all. So, I don't know how successful this movie ended up being. But it couldn't have been something where it was just like where it really took over. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. let me see. Okay, so this movie had a, a $6 million budget and the opening weekend it made $5.2 million. No, $5.5 million. And it grossed um, 24.2 and worldwide 31.3. So, I mean, look, he got his money back. He definitely way he got his money back. You know what I'm saying? He almost Absolutely. got it back in an opening weekend. So, so I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he did his thing with it, but I mean, it's also Wes Craven, too. And then with him having a reputation that he has with the whole Freddy joint, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised that it ended up doing what it did. And I mean, if you think about it, like, for the most part, I think that regardless of um, really regardless of what he put out, I think that he was going to get the the love for it anyway, only because of like I said, just the height of you know what I'm saying, everything that Freddie was, was doing at the time. I think that his name became came so big because I think like after this he did like what was the one uh Ghost on Mars he had around like uh, either a little bit a couple years after this or something like that I think that came out in the early 90s um I want to say it came out like 94 95 uh let me see Nightmare Freddy vs Jason Freddy vs Ghostbusters what the fuck no, dude, the 90s, dude, he didn't really, hold on, wait a minute, something ain't right here. Oh, that's what he's a writer of, that's why. Because I was about to say, yo, I didn't even see Scream, yo. Yeah. The Scream came out in 96. Let me see. See, that's still on the writer. See, we but like, he had, here. see, the, yeah, like I was saying, I didn't even get the Scream there, because I know Ghost on, Ghost on Mars came out before Scream. Well, wait a minute. Okay, so as far as directing, so he had People on the Stairs in 91, he had Nightmare Cafe, whatever well, one episode. So New Nightmare in 94, then he had Vampires in Brooklyn in 95, and Scream right, in 96, Scream movie. in 97, um, Music of the Hearts in 99. Nah, I don't, I don't see that as a director or a writer. He didn't do good. Didn't, wasn't he involved in Ghost on What was he? It was a he had something else other than screen. Um so under producer and now I don't even think in producer because you got Hollyweird, uh Don't Look Down, Carnivals of Souls, Wishmaster, Mind Ripper, 
Let's see. Laura Canyon. Nah, I I'm, wish, not, I'm not saying that. Well, maybe that wasn't him on Ghost on Mars. I was, for some reason, I was thinking he had something to do with Ghost on Mars. But, like, even even up until that point, though, because of his because of what he did with Freddie, um, everything that he did after that, people were going to see regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, I mean, even when Scream came out, Scream was so big that the Wayans had a whole franchise of spoofs off of Scream. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and it was a great movie at the end of the day. But that just, it just went to show you that what he did with Freddie, he was able to do pretty much with, I mean, if you think about it, he could have did with anything. I mean, he did it with Scream. Like, we we got another Scream movie coming out soon. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He turned that franchise into something major. So, I mean, I think that after everybody realized, you know what I'm saying, exactly what he was capable of, I think that when they heard his name attached to anything as far as, like, the horror genre, I think they were eager to get out and go see it only because they knew it was a possibility that it could be something, you know what I'm saying, amazing. I feel you, man, but I'm sitting here looking at horror movies that came out in 91. Yo, it was a mm-hmm. bad year, yo. Like, bad. Run them down. Man, I mean, the only thing that I've even heard of, so I heard of the Puppy Master, and it's Puppy Master Part 3. Puppy Master was good. Um, but I didn't see it, though. You got Freddy's okay. Dead. Like I said, he had both of those come out that year. And Child's mm-hmm. Play 3. All the rest of these joints, I've never seen them or heard of them. I've never heard of Children of the Night. You know what I'm saying? Hiring a house, the borrower. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've never heard of the Golden Years, Body Parts. I've mm-hmm. never heard of any of this shit. Yeah, I've never heard of that either. Mom, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, the, the Boneyard. I've never heard of any. Okay, the Omen. Which part is that? Four. I didn't see that one. The Awakening. Okay. I never watched that one. Something they something they come back. I've never heard of these movies. The Hunted. <laughs> yo, this was a bad year for horror, yo. This was bad. That's why this movie did what it did. Yeah, they had to watch. Yeah, this is all 91. The Unborn, mm. Scissors, Dangerous Game. I, remember, I think I remember The Unborn. I, I've seen the new one. The one that came out a couple of the one that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, okay. Uh, I seen that one. one. Yeah, this is a this is a different one. Like Warlock, Nightlife. I've never heard of these movies. Warlock is Warlock is pretty good. Yeah, the Sandman. Like this, yeah, this this wasn't this wasn't this wasn't a good year. Think I remember the Sandman. This was not this was not a good year. So I understand why. Um, but then, like, for me, honestly, I think that's what Scream was able to do because for me, like, the movies were kind of starting to be more misses and hits, in my opinion. Because, yeah. yeah. Because not that there wasn't any good ones, because Candyman came out in 92. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like, the child play movies, they wasn't 
out of control yet. Like when it started getting crazy, it was like the bride of Chucky and shit. It's like, okay, y'all took this shit too far. Like y'all need to stop. <laughs> but like I, f- I felt like the 90s is where I don't know where people start to get like too creative. And like they just kind of like ran out of ideas or something. But that's why I think that Wes Craven is the legend that he is because he was able to completely come out of the woodworks with Freddy and it completely changed mm-hmm. the world. And then he right. was able to reinvent himself and come out with Scream. And like you said, like there's a new one coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like and he, I think this month, if I'm not mistaken, I think it come out like next week or something like that. So yeah. for him to be able to have like a whole nother franchise, and this is when in the mix of people telling him, yo, you can't do anything other than Freddy. Like he was like in a sense t- uh, typecast to where it's like, yo, Freddy, mm-hmm. Freddy is your moneymaker. You can't do anything outside of that. And Man, how even yeah, and like even though people under the stairs, you know what I'm saying, end up grossing what I say, like 30, 35 million or something like that, when he only put in mm-hmm. six. I th- I really think that a lot of that was really just the from the success that he had from Freddie. Well, people were just like, okay, so Wes Craven got his name involved in it. I'm gonna go see it. I really think right. that's what it came from. But like you said, if if you thinking from a '91 mind state. It's like okay, like like watching this, and then it's so wild seeing Van Rams in it because I had no idea he was in this shit. Yeah, and then like <laughs> it was it was funny seeing him in this man, and then like you know what I'm saying for him dying the way that he died, and then like it was so funny because the one dude went in that's like he's trying to um oh man like it was like a. Yeah, like he was like an electrician or some shit like that. But mm-hmm. that was funny. But now I like, but the landlord, they fucked up though, man. Oh, fool, he was able to find a room without the money in it and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that, that was so, crazy that, that, that it actually end, ended up being true, which is wild. It is because my man, my old man from New Jack City, you know what I'm saying? He, he had like, this motherfucker had like, five gold coins and he was like yo you're gonna be able to get your mama her treatment pay your rent for like a year <laughs> like hey, he said some other shit too in 91 though you know what i'm saying some gold coins that could have got you some stuff man, man remember gas was, gas was only like 80 something dollars 80 something cent a gallon man they need to bring that back man. absolutely I was watching. What damn was that? This movie. I was watching some movie, and like the dude was on the phone, and like one of those uh, gas price thing was right behind them, and the gas mm-hmm. was like seventy six cent. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, damn. man. Like uh, you know, what I'm saying it. Gas was gas was super super cheap. Yeah, man. So, I mean, like if back. you had a gold coin, if you if you could have got, I don't know, maybe a hundred and fifty thousand out of that, you'd have been the You've been the man. Man, apparently, because he only gave that old dude like five of them, four or five of them joints. That's what I'm saying, man. And he was talking about, um, he said that he could pay for his his mama's treatment. You know what I'm saying? Have the ambulance come scoop up. 
he was like, your rent is paid for like a year or some shit like that. And it was just like beautiful. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but there was but there was a whole bunch of money down there too. But yeah. But yeah. But they was able to get the girl, get the girl up out of there. And like, dude, when she came through the ceiling, <laughs> I didn't see that shit coming. I ain't even lying. <laughs> <laughs> when when that when that lady was talking to old girl at the door and she, and yeah. uh, that girl came from the ceiling, hey, boy, I was like, okay, yo, West West wild for he wild for this one, man. I ain't playing. Absolutely, he, he wild. He wild for this one. So, you know what I'm saying? After after seeing this, you know what I'm saying? I'm always interested to hear like, would you like to see a remake? With every, with all of the, you know what I'm saying, like with all of the, um, with all of the. Okay, so we lost Scoots, and and I think what he was trying to say was with all of the technology that we have today, all of the makeup and stuff that I have today, I was saying that this is why I think you was headed. I think that you was headed like. Yeah. With all of the new technology, with all of the new makeup yep. and, and all yep. of that type stuff, would they be able to make this a better product? Yeah. Um, the thing is, is everything there, they everyone in Hollywood is running out of new ideas. Um, Absolutely. This is kind of like I was having a conversation with you off air a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. About the dunk, the dunk contest, and I was yeah. just like, "Yo, like the thing about the dunk contest, like there's been, there's not many more dunks that you can do. Right. So it's just kind of like, can you look the best at doing dunks that's already been done? And so what they're doing is like they're recreating just a whole bunch of movies. I think that if they redid this movie, I think that the cast. Is very very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that this could be a low budget type of thing. I think that if they got an entertaining cast, I think that this movie could definitely be better with all of the technology that we got today. Because like even back then, like this motherfucker like like hit a piano and fucking gun came out that bitch, like. Right. So like in like all the little light switches and things that they had in the walls to lock doors and stuff like that, and and to be able to create like a house that had like you know room to run in between the walls and things like that. I think if they got the right cast people, I think that they could pull off a good movie. The only problem is a lot of the remakes just haven't been as good as the original. But then, in my opinion, this original wasn't that good so yeah. it's like do I think that they can redo it and make it better don't get me wrong there's some that's been better like I think the newer Hill has eyes which is Wes Craven I think the newer ones was better than the old ones um mm-hmm. he also did last house on the left I think the newer one was better than the old one so I think that that this is something that they could go back and redo man yo that's a movie we need to do yo Last house on the left. Yeah, that, that wow. 
that movie's wild, but it's like like once like you see like what it really is and like how vital and man that shit was crazy. Um, but yeah, that yeah that would be that would be a good movie to do. But um, I think I think so, man. I, I think I think the cast is really important, um, especially for Fool mm-hmm. and the two landlords and Leroy. Yeah. Like they get those four people right, I think I think that, I think that they could they could do something really good. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. if they remade this movie, I mean, will I go to the movies to go watch it? Probably not. But like right. you know what I'm saying, hit streaming. You know what I'm saying, throw that bad boy on Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, I'd be in. How about you? Um, I would definitely um be interested in seeing them remake this, only because like. Especially right now, it seems like we at this weird time where all they want to do is remake movies, and they want to just keep coming out with reboots and remakes and all this other stuff. And it's like the stuff that they're coming out with the remake and reboot just really ain't, you know. It ain't slapping. Yeah, it don't seem like it's fitting in this in this time period. Especially with everything that's going on as far as, like, everybody being so PC and everything like that. And I feel like a movie like this is definitely in need because you can't be PC with a movie like this. You know what I'm saying? This is one of those things... This is one of those things, like, where you have to... um, You have to be all in on this. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, like, if we can have a movie like this out, then it can kind of, you know what I'm saying, give some lenience to people being more creative and people being more edgy and, you know what I'm saying, willing to take more risks and being, you know what I'm saying, um, and being more free, you know what I'm saying, in their creativeness without having to worry about if this is going to get talked about wrong or if it's going to get taken down or so on and so forth. Like, we don't have to worry about something like that when we can just get, you know what I'm saying, a good, solid movie that has, you know what I'm saying, that is not affected by any of that. I feel you. I feel you. Because, man, as of late, like, look, I will say this. I've only seen the trailer. But the, mm-hmm. there was so one of my joints, like that was my number one, was Luther, which is not a remake. But the point that I'm making is the other one is the uh, the second installment of Evil Dead. That shit yeah. looks so fire. It looks amazing. But if they if they're able to go that route instead of going the route of like that new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out on Netflix. That was terrible. That was terrible, man. Like the whole the, now, if they it, like, I say, if they keep if they keep this plot line and keep it to like, yo, we we completely remaking this movie with newer technology and different actors. I think that they could do something with it because I think the plot is so crazy and it's so all over the place. Like there is definitely potential there, so I mean I would I wouldn't be mad at it, but I also don't believe that this would be a 
a theater release. I do believe that this will be something that will be on Prime or um, Netflix, Hulu, you know, somewhere in that realm, you know, Peacock. More likely, probably something mm-hmm. like Peacock. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that this movie would be a, a theater type of release type of movie. I just don't think that they got that type of juice. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I agree. I definitely agree. I don't. I don't think it would be either. I would think that it, like you said, something like maybe Netflix or maybe Amazon Prime or you know what I'm saying. Maybe if um like a Hulu or something picked it up, then I, I could possibly see it then. That would be kind of cool. Um, but I would like to see it, you know what I'm saying, at least be attempted to be remade. Because I, I, to me, I feel like that, like if, if you're going to remake something, right, like you, I think that you should shoot for something that's at least, you know, a little, a little edgy. And like, even if like to me, I feel like so like when the hills had eyes, when the hills have eyes was remade. For all those people who never seen the original hills have eyes, like this shit was off the off the wall. I was one of those people who never seen the the old school hills have eyes. So to see this one, like the newer ones, yo, they they instantly became some of my favorite horror movies only because like, to me, it fit that classic horror genre. Even though it didn't necessarily have the, you know what I'm saying, the prototypical slash or anything like that, it still was a great horror film. And I feel like with the new horror films we've been getting recently, none of these films are horror films. They're thrillers, they're suspenseful, but they're not horror films. They don't, to me, they don't fill in like that macabre genre. And like a movie like X was a perfect refresher to the horror film you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. going back and watching that you actually see and even you know i'm saying even though they had to set it back you know i'm saying in the 60s 70s time or whatever but even doing that it still made it a good film to watch It, it made it a great horror film to me because like can you even can you even think of some of the newer horror films that can compare to X at this point in time? Newer? Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, man, Evil Dead, man. Like, I mean, I besides, think, I besides think, that one. Um, besides that one, as far as, like, flat-out horror, I mean, no, not as of late. Like, if, if you're talking, it depends on how far you're talking about going back because... Right. So I was texting Chainsaw Massacre, the, the one that they remade in 2003. That shit was fire. That was the best they ever done with this whole franchise was the one that came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. The one that came out in 2005, it was good, but it wasn't as good right. as 2003. But as of late, like, like flat-out horror movies, like, nah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. But I'm going to tell you what puts this in that perfect category, though, is... It's not necessarily a classic. I think that's where a lot of the mistakes go. Like mm-hmm. they got this, they rebooting the new ex, uh, the Exorcist or whatever. And I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about it. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna see it. But like, 
when when you go down that route of taking a movie that is considered like a cult classic and you try to remake it, yeah, if that shit ain't flawless, everybody's gonna kill you for it. Yeah, and I, mean, I it's think gonna be that, a waste of time. Yeah, so I think I think people under the stairs is in that perfect spot because it's a movie that you know what I'm saying that people know, but it isn't something that I believe, in my opinion, that a lot of people go back to. And I mm-hmm. think that that's one of those things where it's like, okay, like yeah, like we can redo this. Like even a movie like like Amityville Horror, right? I mean, look how many times they have redone that shit. Right. So it's like when you watch the original that came out, you know, in the seventies, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was seventy four. Like I mean, it was good, but like when you see the one in '03, it's like okay, yeah, they knocked that one out the park. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Amityville Horror. I, I don't think it was seen as just, you know, what I'm saying as this flawless movie. And I think that People Under the Stairs isn't like a flawless movie. So I think that if they made the attempt to remake it, I think that this movie fits that criteria because there's some stuff yeah. you just don't go back and you touch. And I think that this is a movie that you could go back and if you get the right four people. I think that it could be better than the original. I agree, man. I truly agree. I, I would. I hope that when they start picking these movies to reboot and remake, and um, you know, they actually put some thought into it, and you know, they they really think about the the impact that it's gonna have on these, you know what I'm saying, like, on the future of these decisions, because it's like, some of the stuff that they remaking and and rebooting is, man, I'm sorry, it, it's just not, it, it's not up to par, and it's really not worth going to see. Like, the fact that some, like, even, even some of these movies that they're just coming up with in general, like, you know what I'm saying, I don't, I don't want to diss on it, and it's really, like, no disrespect to it, but, like, if you even think about it, like, The Woman King, Bro, mm-hmm. the Woman King was out for maybe what a month and a half in the theaters, if that, and it was already on Netflix. What? I think it depends on who owns it. I mean, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. Because I mean, like, because House Party was the same way. But House Parties is Warner Brothers. HBO Max mm-hmm. is with um is with Warner Brothers. So mm-hmm. it hit HBO Max really fast. But I don't think so, I don't think the new House Party did well in theaters though. I mean, this is true. This is true. Woman King is actually one of those movies that did well in theaters. Okay. Wakanda Forever. It was on Disney Plus last month. Yeah, but that's, I think okay. So like the for that, I I know I see what I see what you're saying. But to me, the only thing that I will say about that is is that recently these last few Disney movies that's been, um, that's been in theaters, they've had a long run in theaters before they even hit. However. A lot of them are going straight to Disney Plus only because they're trying to hurry up and rebuild that catalog. 
Because that catalog, that catalog, that Marvel catalog on that app has been stagnant for a minute. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get as much content on there as possible. I think. So I think that's the only difference with the Marvel movies. But it's like, to me, a movie like Woman King doing as well as it did, for it to be out and then to be on Netflix that fast, because usually it'll just be for rent for a minute. Uh-huh. And then it'll end up on Netflix. That's what I'm trying to say. That's Maybe I should have said that. Like, the fact that it was instantly just on Netflix, it wasn't even out for rent that long. Or at least to buy that long. And then it instantly got on Netflix just kind of showing, like, either they're trying to hurry up and keep up with, you know what I'm saying, the whole streaming thing and have, you know what I'm saying, be, be able to put out fresh content as much as possible, especially with some of these bigger movies, because I mean, even though the you know what I'm saying, the, the movie theaters open up, and a lot of people are going to them, I don't think they're doing what they used to in numbers. Only because of all the other options, you know what I'm saying, that people have in watching, you know what I'm saying, movies. Or, you know what I'm saying, anything that's coming out. But I, I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like this, this new stuff that they coming out with is just it's it's just not up to par to me. I, I say, there hasn't there hasn't been anything that I've really wanted to see as of late besides like the Cocaine Bear movie. I I feel you, but I tell you another movie before we get to the fireplace is Megan. Yeah. Like that was out the theaters pretty fast, and then when it was available to rent, it was like it felt like it was like two weeks, and yeah, then like and next thing right you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I just think that's just a new wave of the world, man. It's just like now, like a movie like Luther, like what they did was what Martin Scorsese did, like to be able, like the only way you can get Oscar nods is it has to hit theaters. So Luther was in select theaters in February, but it was already originally a Netflix. Yeah, it was already a part of Netflix anyway, yeah. Yeah, so they just put it out in theaters just in case, like, yo, if, if this movie becomes successful as we think it could be, you know, the only way we can get, you know, Oscar nods and shit like that is if that we hit the theaters first. So it hit mm-hmm. the theaters for a month, and then it comes out this Friday. So, yeah, I, I just think that that's just the new wave of everything, man, because, like, you know, there's no more video stores. You know what I'm saying? Like people, I mean, people ain't really even buying DVD players anymore. So it's just like, so that's cutting down shit like Redbox and and shit like that. So I mean, that's just really the new wave, man. And then it's like, okay, so I understand why some movies do it. They could they just like yo, like let's see how much money we can make in the box office before we put this shit on streaming services. But I also think that some of the people, they may not have made the money that they thought they was going to make. Mm-hmm. And so they were just like, well, let's just go ahead and just throw this shit on streaming services because maybe somebody like Amazon is like, all right, we'll give y'all, you know, I don't know, 10 million or whatever. I don't know what the numbers are, but like, right. well, let, let us buy the rights of it and y'all just get a flat fee. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So maybe that's, you know, maybe they did a movie 
where they had a budget of 20 million and they only made, you know, 10 million in the theaters and like, you know, Prime is like, yo, we'll, we'll give you 15 so you make a $5 million profit and they just like, all right, throw that shit on streaming services and like, we'll get something on the back end as far as like how many times it's being, you know, watched and streamed and they get certain, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I think that's probably some of the case, man. I think a lot of this shit is money driven. Man, I'm I'm really hoping you're right, bro. I'm really hoping you're right because um I don't know, man. It's not it's not looking too good for uh for these movies coming out, man. But you know, hopefully all that'll be a little different and all that'll change up and we'll finally get something that's uh that we actually looking forward to besides a um Marvel movie this time around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So let's go ahead and now um, get into our. Uh, I'm about to say coming so fire flame. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, man. So what you giving this movie, bro? Ah, uh, people under the stairs. Um, you know, as far as the cast, like I said, man, my little dude. You know, that was uh Michael Jackson, but he wasn't mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. But um, but you know I recognize him. I recognize the girl that was. I only seen her in House Party though. Vin Rains is a you know what I'm saying a legend out here in these streets. Um, so the cast is kind of subpar. To me, the movie was kind of subpar. Um, even though you got a legend who did the movie. Um, but if I got to be honest, man, like you know what I'm saying, I gotta get this joint like a two, yo, like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I I I'm honest. Like I'll probably never watch this shit ever again. Um. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yo, but on the real tip though, shout out to Jazz though. Um, I pr- sure. I appreciate Thank the you. I appreciate the, the the suggestion because you know just just to do something outside of the box that I don't know if you ever would have brought it up, but. You know, just to do something different. That was that was good. Yeah. That was good. We had fun with that. Man, um, to be honest with you, I don't even think I would have brought this one up. Only uh, and and not because it's a bad movie, only because this is one of those movies where um, I hadn't watched in a in a very very long time, and this is one of those childhood movies where. Like I said, when I when I seen it as a kid, I was like, "Yo, keep that shit away from me," uh, because of how creepy it was. However, though, um, what I am gonna do is I'm not gonna go as low as you did. I'm definitely gonna go uh, a bump up, and I'm gonna go three and a half. And the reason I'm going three and a half is because of excuse me, the time that this movie came out, um, and the fact that Wes Craven decided to go out on the limb and go outside of Freddy Krueger to do something different and try and see if he can get that same, um, if he can get that, you know, that, that same, uh, success. And I, you know, I I don't think he did, but I still think that this is one of those cult classics that, if you are into horror movies, if you do like scary movies, this is one for you to definitely check out. Um, it, it is entertaining. It's one of those movies that 
you know, once you start watching it, you are going to be glued to it. You're going to want to watch this one. And, um, I mean, at the end of the day, man, if you are a fan of horror, this is this is going to be right up your alley. Um, it's a, it's a tad bit different, but it's definitely worth the watch. I'm going three and a half. Cool deal. I ain't mad at it. For sure, for sure. So, um, man, that was that, man. Let's get into the coming soon. Let's do it. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right, so you guys already know what we got next, man. We got the next episode of Snowfall, episode four of season six. Um, it's been getting heated up, you know what I'm saying? We got Leon back. Um, we got the beef between um, Franklin and Jerome. Um, we got the KGB versus the CIA. Everything is seeming like it's coming to a halt. Um I'm I'm super excited about this episode. I cannot wait to do this one. Man, me and you both, man. Like this this series, man, it's just it's one of those things where you you know, you sad to see it go, but then at the same mm-hmm. time you wanna see how it ends and see if they end this shit right. There have Absolutely. been a few franchises. Like I say, like I got mixed feelings still about like the Sopranos. You know what I'm saying? How it ended yeah. without it, it was one of those endings where it left you like where you had to kind of make the decision of what you think happened. Mm-hmm. And so, and then like, you know, one of my favorite shows ended um, earlier this year. Um, no, no, it was the end of last year, actually. I, I'm, I'm mistaken. Uh, Animal Kingdom. And it was just good to see them, you know, close it out. And I think that they yeah. closed it out pretty good. So to me, it just really depends on yo, like, is they gonna end this shit right? Like that's that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm interested in seeing because Snowfall is a show that I can see myself going back to like three years down the road. It's like, man, you know what? Let me rewatch Snowfall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so this is definitely one of those shows. So yeah, it is definitely heating up though. I definitely agree with that, man. Um, so you guys stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that. You uh keep those notifications on. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way, when we drop episode, you will know. Um, once again, shout out to Jazz. Thank you very, very much. We uh greatly appreciate you dropping this uh movie off for us, and you know what I'm saying, giving us something to uh you know what I'm saying, talk about this episode. Um, another shout out to you for sure. Um and. Listen, if you guys like this episode, if you love children under the stairs, I mean, sorry, people under the stairs, if you didn't like people under the stairs, uh, hit us up on socials. Let us know um, on Twitter and Instagram at ViewAnonPod, and then you can hit us up on Facebook at VAPod Watch Group. Also, um, if you want to follow me, um, I'm on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. You know what I'm saying? Drop me a tweet, say what's up, and you can follow me everywhere else. I got a link tree in my bio. Uh, that's where all my other links are. And y'all can find me at Foster 8 on Instagram and on Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That's just on Instagram. Um, follow the podcast, 28 Minutes or Less. I mean, if anybody knows me, y'all already know what the next episode is going to be of that podcast. Like you, you already know. You know what I'm <laughs> saying the movie of the year is coming out Friday. 
it's not no surprise what the next episode is gonna be. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, that's all I got right now, man. Cool, man. Um, so listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, your support is greatly appreciated. Without you, there would be no us. But like they say in Hollywood, I'm sorry, until next time, like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.